Hello and welcome to Brown About Town. I'm Jay. I'm Nima. I'm Stacey. And welcome to the show. So would you rather, okay, so this is the kind of one of those context ones. So would you rather be a millionaire mm-hmm. but have to work six days a week with normal annual leave? Actually, 28 days. Anyway, or uh, not be able to work and get like £700 a month. Wait, but like, is it like normal hours, six days a week? What is, is it a job Six, that you like? Yeah. Not love. Like, like 35 plus 7, 42 hours? N- no, so you have to work... It's like working eight hours for six days a week. Why six, not five? Because this is a... Would you rather? <laughs> because. <laughs> it's meant to be I don't even work five days now, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, so six days a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, or not have to work ever, but you get £700. Can you pick the job? You can't have a... Uh, It'll be your field. Oh, okay. It'll be moderately difficult. 28 days, but that's not included. Plus bank holidays. Plus bank holidays. Negotiations. Yeah. Just okay. Do you get increment after Benefits. long service? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Benefits. Yeah. Union rights. Yeah. Is there progression in It's a decent job, but like you have to work six days a week. So but is there progression, yeah? No, you're... you're no, you don't want to do the same job forever, as in like you continue to work in that field and you get progression. Mm, no, the job changes because it's like a changing field. Can you do side hustle still? No. Why not? I'd take £700 a week, to be honest. A I month. want a million. A month. Oh, whatever. A week, a week sorry. I just negotiated. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a week, you'd be like, yeah, okay. Oh, that's that's nice. £700 a month to live on and you can't work, so you're bored. You can't, like, have a job. Living in London. London. Transportation. No, no, no. £700, that's not going to cover my costs. <laughs> I, I, if you get paid, right? If you get the million pound and you get paid still for your job. No, the mil- no, you're a millionaire from your job. Like, it's a million. You get paid like, oh, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah, I'd be a millionaire then. Yeah. Sorry, I did. Uh, Twenty-eight days isn't bad. You can always buy. No, no, it's fine. And you I can, can buy more really leave. Good. Yeah, yeah. Let's buy more yeah. leave. We're millionaires. No, you what? can't buy any leave. Yeah, we can. I'm sure Money I'm sure is everything. In the contract, it's in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is obviously not a contracted job. We're going to retire at forty. It'll be fine. Mm. Okay, so you'd rather do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get Botox. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna You're look old because I'm working a lot. Doing on my Sundays, <laughs> Botox, <laughs> yeah. gym, okay. yoga, yeah. God, you have really shit. Granola, etc. Dominoes, <laughs> <laughs> burger, <Yeah>. lipo, <laughs> salty. <laughs> um, okay, you could literally just take a flight and be like, "I'm going to New York tomorrow. I'll be back in the next day." Yeah, because I could go work. Because <laughs> I got money. Like, you saw my annual leave. Go to work. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can work remotely. No. Yeah, you have to be in the office. Oh, the office comes with me. I am the office. <laughs> hey. you're, not, you're, not, you're not the boss. You're not the boss. You oh, just shit. get paid well. Am I working in government? I don't know what you are. <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure you'll travel a lot with this yeah, job. Yeah. This type of job. I d- if- sorry, you can't be adding all this money. <laughs> I'm just yes, imagining. Like, I'm just to make it I'm just you will never win. We'll wear you down. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just be millionaires. Too many yeah. questions. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just like... Try, I try and make Wait, wait, are we one of those millionaires that pays tax or do we evade tax? Obviously, evade tax. we evade tax. Yeah, <laughs> what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of millionaire pays all their taxes? <laughs> Except for Simon Cowell. Oh God, we're part of the system. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I would. I got no morals. I mean, um, I believe I should pay tax, but I mean, but you won't. How many of them actually pay? <laughs> I work six days a week. I work so yeah. hard. Don't, why should I pay? Nima, I'll hook you up with my accountant. Don't worry, I don't pay tax. Love. <laughs> Not my millions. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like what Sainsbury's feedback. This is like when people are like going to politics and I'm like, you do not want me in politics. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, to be fair, you would. Um, you go, yeah, power would up. go to my head. So quickly. I'd be so corrupt. Anyway, so now we know that you two are bad people. Um, should we go on to Brown About Town? <laughs> yeah. Yes. What's going on in London? I think we've actually been a little bit busy. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we've had some good times, man. So we went to this um, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Is that right? Yes. yes. And uh, I definitely practice saying that. Yeah. <laughs> when I, first, I don't even when say I, it, also, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> but when I, uh, when I started reading her books, I was like, I want to say her name. Anyway, and then Rennie Edo Lodge. Uh, so yes. why I no longer would talk to people, white people about race. And then Chimamanda, if you don't know, get to know. Mm, uh, yes, she read. Featured in Beyonce's song, We we Should All Be Feminist, um, TED Talk, very famous. Mm-hmm. And then her books are literally amazing. Like, they're so, so many. Good. They're so good. Like yeah. Americana, Half a Yellow Sun, mm-hmm. Pebble yeah. Hibiscus. So she's a fiction journey. writer. Yeah. And Rennie is a journalist who, this is like her investigative journal, not investigative even. This is more her like journalistic book. Yeah. Based on her blog post. But yeah, mm. so it's like an in conversation thing um, at the Southwark Centre for the Women of the World uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys find it? I think amazing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean it was good, but I think well, I, me and um, Jay went last year, mm-hmm. and the guest speaker was um, Chimamanda last year as well. Yeah, but like she was the the only one, and it was kind of like they had a compare, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it compare. was like a, yeah, yeah, and it was like an interview with her, and and I just think that I mean they're both amazing speakers still, mm-hmm. but they both have very different styles. So Chimamanda's very like regal, and she's very like you know like yeah. she's very she like she's yeah you could just listen talk to her all day. Yeah. Whereas like um, Rennie is more like. She's great she's as well, casual, but she's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she's very London, and she's like mm. she's. But like you can tell, like she's they're both articulate and intelligent, but they have different speaking styles. And it was kind True. of we were saying like, um, yeah, it was great. It was very interesting, but there was no real theme or yeah, topics, it, th- and there were she did, mm. one was sort of interviewing the other, but not really. And yeah, it was just it was, it was odd. Yeah, I didn't mm. well because it was good, but like last year it was so good because I think like the interviewer had like good structured questions mm. for Chimamanda, mm. and you got like mm. a really interesting kind of stuff that came out of it and it was kind of more like I mean maybe it's like how it is on Roundabout Town but we're chatting and sometimes something interesting comes up yeah, one yeah. of us might have something more interesting to say on it but then it kind of moves the topic moves on yeah. mm. and, don't and it was to be fair this this year it was in conversation with yeah. but still yeah. in conversation with like I mean I've been to more interesting um panels just purely because they have like um, you know like it can still be casual but they'll have like clear strong lead questions and someone doing the hosting and yeah. and it just it makes a huge difference and it's kind of like they didn't really if they had themes maybe that they kept talking about and they were like okay but it was loosely about like feminism politics race yeah. um the usual sort of like but i mean it was really nice it was just the atmosphere was amazing everyone loved it people like the audience um had like great participation and questions yeah, and really yeah, experiences but yeah it just i don't know it just didn't have the same on stage presence as i think it did last year yeah mm. yeah i think but the thing is it was good it was good like they what was it what interesting points did you pick up any either of you i think i even made notes i'm always yeah. writing freaking mm. notes god damn it i really <laughs> liked um well, so i didn't really like chimamanda bringing up because i think sometimes we're all the more you get interested in something sometimes the more academic you get about it the more you learn about it and she was someone was asking about feminism and she was like look i don't even care about half this and she was like i know about um crenshaw and you know um intersectionality but she was like i don't necessarily i relate to it but i don't necessarily always relate to it and i don't say if you don't relate to it or if you don't know it or you can still be a feminist basically you anyone can be a feminist yeah and it's not <clears throat> it's just about understanding that it's like everyone's feminism is different yeah and sometimes you all need to be reminded that which i was like that's cool because sometimes even i need to think yeah. about that like mm-hmm. my feminism is not going to be your feminism yeah and mm-hmm. it's okay to call other people out when their feminism isn't inclusive mm-hmm. which is a problem across any movement but um the point is that is equality for all and equality for all is going to be different things at different levels and different for different uh, yeah for yeah, different I people think, that was really cool uh, yeah because i think like one of the times i was last year we were talking to her about um uh someone asked a question about how can you bring feminism to smart or something because it's really not feminist and then she was saying how um like she was saying how her grandma 
like Chimamanda was saying, her grandma mm-hmm. in Nigeria was a feminist, but she didn't know what a feminist exactly, was. Yeah. She, yeah. she was like made because she, she wasn't allowed to like get her husband's land or something like that, and she was yeah, like she made it so she could. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, I'm not doing that. Fight the patriarchy. And, was, yeah. and I was, I had this conversation with someone else about like, um, like say my grandma and my mum or whoever, and people who they you know when i said oh i'm feminist or whatever they're like oh okay like, yeah, yeah but then the way they act and the way they are like they, they are yeah, yeah. they are as well mm, but like definitely. it's like but i think people for yeah like I'm, i think people get very uppity about things yeah and sometimes like, it's about like appreciate like you do it with the people that you love like she was last year she talked about this as well like like you know growing up she was like you know like in a nigerian family or whatever like um like religious like you she was like i fight my family all the time and i was like i relate mm. to that so much like you because you love them you kind of want like you, you don't want to see the imperfections and when you do you're like oh fuck off mm. but like my mm. my mum is like probably one of the biggest feminists i know like she like yeah feminism is sometimes compromising your own stuff so that you can give other people the rights that you never had mm. like she will full-on like she wants us all to be like totally independent she's all like oh you're women and what like carry on with life like yeah. you have to do everything yourself mm. like so yeah she set like an amazing example but it doesn't mean she had the same freedoms or the same privileges and like sometimes like equality is a privilege like we have to fight for it like some other people have to fight for us for us to have it yeah definitely yeah i think like i don't know she made like this year i just think yeah like maybe there wasn't that same leading but i don't know there was some good conversation yeah what what do you think because i was okay i didn't go last year so i didn't have it to compare with but i thought it was really good just because like there was a lot of stuff that i could um relate with but i can see where you're coming from in terms of there wasn't necessary necessarily like a structural there wasn't a flow i don't think there was like a proper agenda i guess yeah yeah but definitely like you said definitely it was like um high level on like race feminism um cultural issues or whatnot but like i also i could tell because i was also seated i guess because um she also talked about like some nigerian stuff and i was seated by some nigerians that were like oh they were like all out (laughs) when there was some certain stuff she would talk about yeah it was like yes oh my gosh she's so like relatable but um i just really like the fact that she also talked about when um she got called out for the whole intersection um yeah, the trans the trans she, comment she, she, that yeah, she yeah, made she talked about it last year, and yeah. she okay so it happened before yeah, the it happened around one. The, the it was the same time yeah. yeah okay and so like um i like the fact that she didn't like completely bow down yeah to yeah. that whole like thing where she was not so for it share, like so basically what happened mm-hmm. was like uh, last year um Chimamanda was asked something about um trans women mm-hmm. and she was i think because you know this is our uh, like trans women are women and yeah blah, blah and she said but i think she said something like oh um they don't have but the they issues. have the same different the, the women who are born with like women and trans women don't have the same experiences or whatever mm-hmm. and i kind of like because i remember i heard it and everyone was like there was everyone's up in arms like trans women are women like mm. you, you don't know anything blah blah, blah. that was the kind of vibe mm. and I, i'm i mean i don't know i don't read too much about it but then so she was kind of like what i'm saying is that someone who has um grown up and been treated like as a woman their whole life Mm. like will have a different um relationship with womanhood than someone mm -hmm. who transitions when they're older and and that's what she said last year and then Mm -hmm. this year she was saying um about how she because they said the thing you know the whole colorblind nonsense when people are like, oh, yeah race, blah, blah, blah. she was like i feel like people are trying to say that with the whole trans movement as well. yeah she was like people were like oh you don't it's uh, all the same yeah we're all women we're all exactly the same and it's like well we're all these trans women all have different experiences and probably yeah. a lot yeah. more um difficulties as well yeah and like yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I, that's what because i was like I, I think it's true and i think you i think 
the issue is that people don't treat trans women as if they are women. So that's, yeah, what, exactly. that's the issue yeah. that people are saying mm-hmm. that you have to treat them as they are. Uh, yeah. They are women. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. how you treat them. So it's kind of interesting. And she also made this really, like, I hope I'm not misremembering, but I feel like I remember because it stuck with me. She made this like uh, point about, um, again, she was like, I know it's really, really tough, but like um, trans women um at some point in their life will have lived as a man mm. and and even if they weren't comfortable with it and um like yeah, whatever but they've been treated in society mm-hmm. with a male privilege so they've mm-hmm. to a level experienced that at different levels obviously mm-hmm. but she was like they so they have that completely different experience and she was like women n- never have that so they like they have a com- like in that sense they have a completely and i was like oh that's so true you don't think about that but yeah. like obviously for them it may not be positive but she was like they have it regardless at some yeah. point but i did see laverne cox tweeted about it and uh, when she her counter thing was like oh was um not i was a boy they saw me as a boy but i'm you know i was feminine and all this other stuff and people that's where the privilege gets taken away from men as yeah well. like, if you're yeah feminine, mm-hmm. then you don't have that privilege you know so mm-hmm. it, it's basically uh, it's very interesting yeah, yeah. there's a lot of context yeah there's in a way they're marginalized yeah. more so than men or women because like like you said like they you're not uh, allowed yeah, to yeah, be you, yeah you're not yeah you're not yeah. yeah exactly you're not a proper man or all that stupid nonsense so it's interesting, but she what she did say, which I thought was like yeah, with the lots of theory and um, stuff like that. I think she was saying what, but what I do is I read the autobiographies of trans people and I mm. learn learn about that. Because she's like, that's what I care about. I don't. Re-, she's like, I care about personal relationships and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, the story. So she was like, that's what I'm interested in because mm-hmm. I think it's true. Like with feminism, there's a theoretical side. Yeah, so yes, people who for real. Like, and obviously, I like um from I sociology, academic stuff. Like I've read mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like that, and I really like it. Yeah, but yeah. that it, but I Strips think you, it's not really everyone's um, experience. Yeah, they're not going yeah. everyone's. Also, the more academic you are, it's amazing. But like to a level, like to achieve like academic academic excellence or whatever, or to like excel in that, like to like point, you have to step away from everything. Yeah, and you have to be theoretical. So like you mm. almost detach yourself from like, your own Emotions, experiences. Yeah, and like you know, even as a woman um, feminist writer or like you know an intersexual feminist writer, like you're still gonna have to detach yourself to a level and think about it like beyond that. And then that's useful, but then mm. you also like that's that's you away from your experiences. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. But I think um, that in, like talking about Chimamanda again. Sorry, Rennie. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to Rennie. Yeah, yeah, but she um like I think she's really interesting. Someone was talking about because obviously she's a novelist and her books. If you haven't, they're so oh. they're so beautifully written. The way that she writes yes. characters is amazing. Like it's just the stories are so good. Like and she they're te- so good. And she teaches you as well. Yeah, but like in a yeah. But yeah. but I also think they're in a human way yeah, because just, it's yeah. not. Sorry. But it's um it's not like you know a lot of times you read stuff about other countries from people who haven't lived in those experiences or they've lived in it but not like properly. Yeah. Do you get? Them? Yeah. They haven't probably embedded themselves in the culture, and the way she teaches you, it's it's really good because um one person had actually stated this when they did their whole long question. They were like, I have a short question, and she said this whole story. I was like, oh, that's the question <laughs> yeah. already. Yeah. But anyhow, but so like, like my mom's from Nigeria. Yeah, and she and, moved here, and then I moved here. It's like, uh, yeah, and like, we don't need to know all that. Yeah, yeah. But anyhow, and um, but I could relate in that. Like, I remember my mom forcing me, trying to get me to read. You know, Achebe's like um Ant Hills of the Savannah. So because I loved reading, but I wasn't reading enough black books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she was like, read this Nigerian yeah, author. Yeah. <laughs> amazing book i eventually read it in secondary school but i put it to the side didn't read it but she enables you to like if you don't have um you haven't had personal connections with like your roots or whatnot she gives you that insight and it Mm. almost makes you feel like like 
Yeah. There's a connection, yeah. you know, she creates that connection mm-hmm. through these stories. Like it's really powerful. She's so yeah. freaking talented. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah, and I think what so mm-hmm. what I was gonna say was that it's often she's kind of like put in the feminist box mm. or black uh, black yeah. feminist thing and it's kind of like but she, her as an, she was saying that no one really not no one asked her about books but like there's a lot of stuff is about like oh what do you think about she's this all about issue? relationships it, yeah. yeah but I was like didn't you know I wanted to ask a question actually well I thought about it like three days later I was like I want to ask her like how she creates her characters because they're such good characters like they're so write it down we're going like, next year yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but the you thing is but she was saying that actually. everyone thinks and like I think this happens with Zadie Smith that I've heard I've never read any of her books but like people assume that her characters are her it, like, yeah. I think that happens yeah. like, more, like with minority. female writers it's like oh yeah, yeah you're, this happened at this other event I went to which we'll get to but like mm-hmm. people just think if you've written something and it's a woman of colour especially you'll just be marginalised because they're like your novel is your personal experience and it's like it may draw on personal experience but it's still a novel oh yeah True. also you know uh, what's the name is her name Rupi or Rumi uh, Rupi Kaur yeah, yeah the yeah, one yeah, the who poet. has little poems yeah, yeah. Like, she, I, uh, someone, I read this awful article ugh um, but it was a, sorry. <laughs> a bit, a bit, it was about her and how she's not lived all the. But she writes obviously from women of colour's perspectives, but like from lots of different perspectives. And mm-hmm. they were like, but she's not actually experienced that, so should she be writing about it? And it's like, but she's writing poems. Like she's like writing about an experience, but she has the talent to pick up on things and yeah. write. Yeah, yeah. And what like, she's someone someone. Was like, it's poems like, can be fiction too. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, she can't. I, I mean, some things. I, like, I, I, I hear really, really mixed stuff about uh, Rufy Cole, but um, I don't know. She's very. She's. I read Honey and Milk, Milk and Honey um, yeah. on holiday. It's not uh, probably a holiday book, guys. Uh, but mm. it was beautiful. It's intense. Mm. It's at parts cringy, but like that's my own like um, response of it. Mm. Not that it's written cringy, but like yeah, it's very. It's emotive. Like yeah, yeah. You read it and you're just like, oh, like I feel like I yeah, fully been through someone else's experience. And I don't often relate to poetry that well because yeah. I feel like I'm a bit dense to it. It goes over my head. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. is very like. You, how can you miss it? Like it's so accessible. Yeah, which I really like about her poetry. Yeah, it's like yeah, I don't know. I just thought it's interesting that people would say that her poetry is not good because it's not her experience. And I think that's a, that's a criticism. But that isn't only that what you be, do with and the art like, to yeah, tap into like, other like like someone, stories? Yeah, sometimes. it's like when so if someone wrote about the past, it's like, well, you were not a 13th century. That's right for white men to write about. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, I was about to say that's the case. We're crossing everybody out. Exactly. That's the thing. It's just kind of like writing about. I thought that's interesting, but yeah. But um, Rennie. Rennie. Yeah. No, I mean her book is amazing. I love it. Um, so much, and I'm telling everyone to read it. Um, and yeah, she like I think. Because she was, I don't know, in the context of the interview, or not interview. Conversation. The conversation, yeah. It almost like, I think she was sort of leading it. Mm. So it was a little bit like she'd she'd kind of like done some research and said, oh, so in that way, because it's almost like, she said some really interesting things as well, but it was almost like she didn't really get, like she shared a bit of her experience and then was like, oh, I found this interesting that you said Chimamanda or I read this somewhere. What do you think? And then it was more like, so in that way, like I just, it it should have been a bit more balanced because I would have liked to hear more from Rennie as well. And I think there was not that much context to it. Like, I I don't want to be like saying that you have to lead people through, but I feel like they didn't, um, it was they were talking about things like they were really to- like you know it felt like they were talking about in depth things about each other's books but it's like I've read the books but I don't remember them all perfectly it was kind yeah, of yeah like, me like, too because like, I haven't oh, read yeah, them in a while oh yeah when you said this and do you remember this thing and it's kind of like and so yeah that's I assume they really need someone else to do do like we should have had them notes before them yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But then again it's like it's, it annoys me because it's kind of like so I said this as well I don't mean to be critical but like so obviously like Rennie like she was saying that she'd been to the event like Women of the World event in various capacities for like quite a few years now Yeah, and so this is like you know like her time to shine like she's I'm sure she'll have more successful stuff in the future but like mm. she's written her book it's doing 
doing really well like nationally it's huge internationally mm-hmm. and it's like like it's not I almost feel like it's not fair on the both of them like to mm. have not had like a proper uh, a chairperson or just a guidance on the way whoever put the event together yeah. and like so both of them like they should both get an opportunity to discuss different things and someone should have thought about it a bit more mm. and also like I love seeing Chimamanda again but I'm a bit like come on like there's more uh, women of the world to like you can't just have the same guest speaker every year like I hope they don't like have the same person next year yeah or it's like you mm. just want the same person and add someone else to it yeah just because I think they're both Nigerian or Nigerian heritage. I think Rennie is a yeah because she yeah, said that her like full name is actually more Rennie K and that's a Yoruba name. So yeah, so and I, I I thought as much her name. Yeah, so sounds like you can't just Nigerian. stick two Nigerian women together and be like bish bash bosh. Like, no, yes, yeah, they can. <laughs> no, I'm playing, but no, you're right. You're right. Just because it was really successful last year, yeah. like that's yeah. the whole point. Like but, now, yeah, they do need something to. different. Yeah, mm. but idea. I think like as, as someone who puts together a show, I'm like, <laughs> you have to think about what you're gonna say. You can't just yeah. be like. And the reason for it's like oh we did Shamanda this year because of blah blah blah, and then this year we did this because of that. Like I think Rennie was a perfect. Perfect year, guess, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Second year, definitely. Yes, and like Rennie is a perfect speaker, I think, for this year. And even with Chimamanda, it's fine. But like Angela Davis was there last year. Oh, for real? Shut the fuck up. Like the audience, right? Or did she come speak as well? She spoke. She spoke before Chimamanda, and I was like. Why do we not know about this? I yeah. think I didn't really know much about Angela Davis before. Famous Anyway, so that's how that came about. He Definitely was like, so that's why he wrote The Good Immigrant. No, he didn't, he created and 
contributed or whatever the good immigrant because he was like people are saying there's no writers of colours around he's like look mate I've got you a bunch of them yeah. I put them in a book mm. I crowdfunded it JK supported it Rowling um, mm. <laughs> published it um, so yeah he did that and Rennie I think also I don't remember her contribution I need to go back and check look it up but she wrote in the good immigrant as well mm. and then um, so anyway there's this prize um, and again I think it was who who there was who's that dickhead Davis Davis MP whatever his name is David Davis David the Davis. Tory dickhead one yeah yeah, yeah 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 but he like he opposed it and he was like this is a racist prize yeah, and then the, him. yeah That's yeah the one that and then, really, they were talking about yeah so they basically the... they um they argued it for ages and ages and then they proved that there was a cultural need it's not a racist prize yeah it's for writers of color because really writers of color nice. are not represented oh whatever so they put this prize together and this is the second year I think um so I went to a book event um and three of the authors that were shortlisted were there including Rennie. Um, and oh god okay let me get the deets up deets 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 so the other writer one of the writers there was K.O. Um, Ching oh Jesus I'm not going to say surname um, <laughs> because I'll say it wrong um, and also one of the other writers was oh why is she not on the shortlist oh my god just give me one second bear with guys bear with bear with why is she not on here her name is um <sighs> Anyway, her book is called When I Hit You. Um, <laughs> Check it out. Book name. Yeah, we'll, we'll post the full details afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so three of the writers were there. It was really cool to hear them talk about the experience and find out more about the prize. And I like awkwardly went up to Rennie and I tried to talk to her and I wasn't very good at it. But um, mm-hmm. to be fair, she was amazing. Like they were all amazing, um, the writers. And they were all talking about their books and their experiences. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a um, South Asian woman and she's uh, she's been like a, uh, a political writer. She's written loads of like non-fiction stuff. And she was like, I wanted to write something fiction, but I didn't want to be marginalised. And she talks about her book is about her own well it's a fictional book it's a fiction mm-hmm. but also apparently it's like I haven't read it yet but I got it I was on a book band but I bought it anyway mm-hmm. um, uh, it's something between like you can't tell if it's a memoir or if it's a b- novel or if it's it's written in such a unique way that it kind of mm-hmm. blends all these writing styles together okay. and it's about a woman who's in an abusive relationship marriage mm-hmm. um, and like it's similar to uh, what well, she draws on her experience of like having the same experience and then she's but uh, she was amazing um, and and then there's another book about um, Kao's book is about poetry about manhood he hmm. is um, um, I was like yeah me me too immigrant child mm-hmm. but like has moved here when he was six or seven and is like grown up here and where's he from is it solely you said solely poetry sorry is it just like a book of poems yeah his book is just on poetry I got that one too mm-hmm. so I was like oh let me just buy all the people that are here yeah. um, and I've read yeah, Rennie's book yeah, yeah. no Aww. no but they, they, they like they were really interesting and I also I bought one of the other books which is called The Go- Golden Legend mm-hmm. um, by Nadim Aslam um, I don't know they just check out the shortlist I will post it um, it's very very interesting and it's just really nice to celebrate writers of colour and the prize has From been the announced UK as well um, so I think that I will post the criteria which is on Media Diversified but yeah it's, it takes um, um, independent submissions like independently published ones mm-hmm. as well as like um, mainstream published ones but yeah uh, UK uh, writers of colour mm-hmm. so you have to be yeah um, living it's really, or UK really good because to be sincere like I know personally a lot of books I have read of people of colour yeah. they're mainly Americans mm-hmm. yes. I've not read like even growing up I remember reading like I remember. I can't remember the what Mary, the name was. Mallory there was this Blackman. Chinese Cinderella. Oh, or something. Mallory Blackman is like the that o- OG. Yes, yeah, she really is. Oh yeah, that you're right. That's yeah, the yeah. only black person on my North and Crossy. I never liked North and I love that. Like, that they one, need to make that a movie. That was one of my favorite. That's the best book I've ever. Well, it was the first time I read a book where it's like I closed it at the end. I was like. Oh. I was literally thinking about that. I mean, I, I was more of a hacker fan and oh. pick up boy, but you know, I haven't. I don't think I've read those ones. But knots and crosses till today yeah. I'd be like do you know how hard it was to actually try and imagine those scenes because you literally yeah. had to flip 
what is going on yeah. in society, race wise, mm. for it to make like to follow yeah, that's the. What I think, it, yeah, it's really interesting. It's such a good challenging um, book. You know, a big up yeah. black man. She's for my ends, isn't it? Is she? Yeah. Oh, oh, is it? Raise the U E L or something, or yeah, but she's uh, East London oh. till she yeah. dies. <laughs> you saw <so laughs> you. <laughs> But, um, um, we uh, don't we don't have enough base, we don't have enough British um, yeah but people there are, of colour there are, but there are people but it's just like oh, what's they're not it? Given, have you read no. if you, okay so Lonely Londoners is one of my favourite books it's like I need um, to read that um, it's a, about a guy from Trinidad who comes mm-hmm. to no it's a guy from Jamaica who comes to England and then mm-hmm. his experiences like the windwash generation yeah. love it love it love it it's so good and then there was a there's a book called Small Island so this is me just reading about Jamaicans but like mm-hmm. uh, Small Island which is another story of a, a, man, a husband and wife who come and then it's like from both oh, the BBC drama of that so, yeah but the, oh they made the, a TV show of it yeah, yeah. it was oh, good but I haven't read it but the book is really good it's like there's such oh there's an amazing scene where it's like uh, there's the white there's a woman a white woman let, let, lets her house out and lets some black people live there and then yeah. her husband comes back and he's all like a dickhead and then mm. there's a Jamaican guy and he um gives this amazing beautiful speech like we're like talking about race and like how you mm. can't treat me like this and blah, blah, blah. And then the guy's like I don't understand your accent I didn't hear what you said and it was just like oh my god it was so beautifully written I was like oh my god anyway. that sounds really cool um, sorry yeah, I just like to correct myself she's from Clapham fuck off <laughs> you tried it no you know what she came to speak in East London and oh, they were like oh, oh she yeah. went to UEL or something and oh, I was oh, like oh okay. I was like, why are you lying I've been, to, I've been to East London as well am I from East London fuck now? off <laughs> Anyway, it's we, okay. should, we should probably move on I'm to... I'm very like, upset um, about this. I want Mallory back. <laughs> <laughs> Who is from East London? No Me. <laughs> well, oh, oh, tiny, Fat Boy. Tiny Temper. Yeah, Tiny Temper and Fat Boy from East uh, London. Yeah. Okay. Who else is he from? I don't know. There's, there's oh, isn't, what's his name? Oh, no, he's from North London. My bad. Tottenham. We've got like... Uh, I was gonna, that footballer guy. No, no, um, the one they need. <laughs> Naomi Campbell. Oh, Skepta. <laughs> oh, oh, is he from East? Yeah. He's from Tottenham. Is that That's East? That's not East. That's North. Yeah. North North I don't really know where Tottenham is, but uh, Chris Brown, not Chris Brown, Chris Rock said they drove him through there when he came to London. <laughs> what did you think of it? I don't know. He, he made a joke about it. Yeah, I just made a joke about it being shit, but yeah, um, more or less. You know, Will Smith went to Brixton once to um, give a speech at a school. And he was like, I want to go to the like uh, the UK Harlem yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. Yeah. Like, Take oh, me to the project. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And no, well, now it's Croydon, so <laughs> like, Brixton's been gentrified. Anyway. Honestly, it don't look like anyhow. Yeah, it's like a uni town on the weekends. It's it, like, oh my God. Legit, it's literally like drunk. Come to East London, children. man. We still got Tower Hamlets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got Newham. Yeah. Walking it down. Down to Newham. Um, okay, so. Idris Ilba, he's from East London. Yeah. Oh, Just. what a fine specimen. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he's going to say something stupid. Um, yeah, God, every time we back someone. He is kind of arrogant. You know, yeah, his accent. I, is, I just love the that. London accent. It's, oh, anyway. Yeah, I don't know where he got his accent from. That's that's not a new accent, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you questioning? His... I don't know. I mean, like he worked in Ford and that, you know. So he's probably oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, um. So should we go on to it? So me and Stacey went to this really nice uh, hot chocolate place called Chin Chin Labs. It's not a hot chocolate place. Chin Chin is a snacking. Okay, I'm sorry. Every, when I saw this, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, Chin Chin. I thought you like you guys ate Chin Chin, but what I is Chin Chin? It's a snack. It's a savoury. Well, bring me some, Nima. <laughs> I want to know otherwise. I'm, 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 you know what? I keep I, saying I'm a cook stuff for you guys. I need to get on it for real. I will. But anyhow, yeah. Go anyway, on. so we went to Chin Chin Labs. Yeah. And it's like, well, I think it's a hot chocolate place because it's like because you had hot chocolate. <laughs> exactly. It's all about my experiences. Um, 
yeah, it's like uh, this really delicious oh, thick hot chocolate, and then they put like uh, so it's kind of like the stuff American stuff fluff, but it's like soft marshmallow, like the kind of spreadable, mm. and then they creamy. Uh, oh, is that what, I thought yeah. it was just a giant marshmallow. They no, sell no, no, that no, in a jar like, in America. Yeah, yeah, they sell oh. it here, but it's like twenty. Oh, yeah, and then they like blowtorch it. Yeah, and they blowtorch it, oh, shit. and it's crispy. Oh, oh god, god it's so beautiful. Good. That hot chocolate, like I like, I ate it with a spoon. It's so good, but mm. I also drank it. Yeah. Um, Two times. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a well, it started off as an ice cream place. I went there when it like one of the first times it opened up, one of the first times mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yes, and it's like it makes it, like- uh, it makes fresh ice cream from um, with liquid nitrogen. It was really cool, um, and, but now they've just kind of yeah, they've that like sounds like a chemistry lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it cool. is, it is. No, it's really they cool. They've surpassed like, that now. They do loads of really like, like chemistry. For real, that's what they do. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. cool. The ice cream is the best ice cream I've ever had. Like it's so I have, like yeah, I didn't have it. It's better than gelato. It's better than um, oh snap. Yeah. Like, and I love gelato, but like that's a crazy thing to say. Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> your face. But, but, but Jay, it's like better than the Italian ice cream. Yeah, but if Italian Everyone gelato was liquid nitrogen frozen, is it light? So it's not. It's as just heavy? yeah, it almost like it melts within like five six minutes just because it's so oh. fresh. Um, as I ate in the summer and found out. Um, but like it's beautiful. It's just like the texture. It's just so creamy and like it's, I don't know it's just the smoothest but ice not cream too I've heavy. ever had no, no it's not heavy at all it's mm-hmm. like it's just a smoothest ice cream it doesn't even taste like ice cream it tastes like cream that's frozen oh that is ice cream <laughs> yeah I didn't want to say anything yeah. but uh... <laughs> anyway check out Chin Chin Labs it's in Camden Market yeah so speaking of the cold so you went to an ice hockey match Stacey oh yeah yeah uh, one time it's my first ever sporting event a live one um, look at you go it was really cool I really liked it yeah so it was in Nottingham um, and uh, it was it was cool. It was like going to a rave, to be honest. Uh, yeah, it's just like so they have a DJ and they play music and um and That's there's like cool. you sometimes dun, apparently dun, they have cheerle- dun, cheerleaders, dun, but they didn't dun, have it this dun, time. Dun, dun, yeah, it really is. And like <laughs> they the, cheer on the ice. Uh, apparently, yeah, they weren't there this time, but um yeah, they cheer on the ice. That is mad. Sometimes That's I think some skill. Dude. I don't know. Um, so I went to see the Nottingham Tigers, Panthers, Panthers. Yeah. Um mm. and uh, yeah, it was really good. Like like ice hockey is a serious sport. Like I was like they crack me up because like there's all this music going on and they're not distracted by it at all. They just play and carry on. Yeah. Um, but there's also all these rules. Like so um when the puck is in play because it's not like American ice hockey. because yeah. the puck is tiny, uh, you are not allowed to like well you can if you want to die, but you're not allowed to get up and move around the seats because um if the puck hits like if you're walking around you could get hit or you, if sense. other people are getting up and um, because they let you out then but anyway they blow a whistle and that means like the puck's not in play go to the toilet wait it happens regularly like so if that's the case so I thought they had like um, no they do shield, have the plastic shield but it only it goes so they can far still, it can go really high yeah Damn, I think the shields are like crazy. like an extra six foot or something like that but like just for safety like the, the, but it's funny because it's like having like a radio DJ and he like plays the music and he's like yeah pucks in play blah blah um, I don't know I love it and in between each so they have three sections like it's three 15 20 minutes sets or whatever and in between like a guy comes out on this like car and like melts the ice and like freshens it up so that because it gets that smashed up that happens all night all night all ice skating rinks oh whatever I've never been to one okay so I'm sharing my experience oh please. this is your first ice skating rink experience ever well I mean I've, I've been but I've never seen them like go out and melt car and it goes, doo, 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 yeah 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 oh and that's what they're doing they're melting yeah, yeah, the they're, melt, they're, yeah they're, they're freshening up the layer by they're like buffing melting. away they're like, yeah it's buffing yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, oh, they are melting I the top layer. I, I, just, I don't know. I thought I probably just. I mean, I've never been ice skating because um, <laughs> I'm very clumsy and I don't want to lose any limbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been to like fake I don't ice skating. You could lose a limb, limb, but you could lose a finger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you know, lose you blood for sure. Lose a limb. <laughs> I don't know. But um, it, I don't. I love watching ice skating, but I don't like participating in it. I've been yeah. to like kids ice skating where you know it's like slabs and they're frozen them, and I thought I was gonna die. Mm. So yeah, uh, it's gross. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not brave like that. No, but it's so hard to ice skate. It's really hard. Like I don't even know how to roller skate, so I think I, I need tried to roller to skate learn to first before. One, one day, and I spent most of that day falling on my face and my ass, and I was like, you know, what? it's really not worth the hassle. Mm. I wanted to go to a roller disco, and I was like, fuck it. You ride a bike? You ride a bike? Why are we bullying me? So I, I thought I could ride a bike, and then I realised my family never took the stabilizers off, so no, I can't ride a bike. Yeah. <laughs> I was like riding bikes like a G all day every day, and then I moved to England, and I was like, shit. These ones don't have stabilizers. Yeah. I didn't even know stabilizers were a thing because yeah. I just had them all I just the time. Said they were four wheels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's supposed no, to be. No, I'm not judging Stacey. I just learned last year, so I'm like, but yeah, I, was just, I just. It's not my I fault. It's the so way I was brought up. When you said that you didn't know how to, that you learned how to ride last year, I was surprised. I just assumed I suck at, everyone I knew how ethnic, to ride a bike. It's an ethnic thing. As I well, really I think, think it is. Yeah, but my sister, my sister learned as well at work. Mind you, a lot of my neighbors were white, so we used to ride our bikes together. Why is it an ethnic thing though? Like my my dad can ride a bike. Like it's a mode of transport. Parents can as well. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have money. But bikes are expensive. I don't think we have money. I had a bike though. They just don't have stabilizers. Okay, I don't. No, I don't know what's going on. I've always had a bike. Yeah, I think didn't have to ride it. Apparently, didn't have any way. My brother could ride it, but they taught themselves. Oh, I think my parents just didn't do it. Our school did bike lessons. Our primary school in year six, you could have the option of doing um bike lessons. Yeah, maybe it's a London thing. Let's call it that. Yeah, it's London thing. Are from Amsterdam? You can ride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> true um, so do you want to go to snap crackle and pop culture hey, oh yeah wagwan well, this week um, so you wanted to talk about National Geographic oh yeah so um, basically they were um, recently they were basically calling out their own racism in the past really? yeah in terms of like um, how they've reported people of ethnic minorities mm-hmm. and um, developing countries and how they would like talk down on them and stuff and how they would suggestively promote people of native um tribes in a sexual way kind really? of thing yeah so for example there was a moment i think okay i'll read basically um the new editor is a female jew i say that because they put that day in the article yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying and um they started um basically they were just they did an investigation where they had someone who um, basically went through their past pictures and stuff to investigate, you know, I guess how deep it has been. I mean, we knew this, mm. you know it, but you know, you just don't. It's all background kind yeah, of. Yeah. I mean, we know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyhow, so um, they were just analyzing how it's impacted, like, you know, I guess how they've pumped out that information mm-hmm. and how they plan to in April, they plan to for the edition they actually going to talk about race but they were like before we can talk about it we need to that's why they did the investigation yeah. to analyze how they've been portraying race relations in the past mm-hmm. so i thought that was really good yeah, like that's really interesting yeah too. and a lot of people not a lot but i've realized i think it's a bit of a trend in terms of journalism mm-hmm. that they're learning to call themselves out which is very good better call yourself out before everyone mm-hmm. else does because yeah. it will eventually happen um so um because <laughs> you know the new york times also has been publishing obituaries for women or just diverse well um in general just women but they started on international women's day where they actually were posting obituaries because they've realized that in the past they were only putting basically obituaries of white successful men Mm. obviously so um (laughs) so now they've started um putting out obituaries of women who did outstanding things too feature like celebrity ones or like like um i wouldn't say so Past celebrities, almost along, I can't remember the name of the woman, but there was a female um, in an African American woman, I can't remember her name right now, who talked to, against lynchings, etc. And I think she was one of the first ones that they put an okay. obituary for. She never had an obituary. And it's crazy. These are people that have made massive strides in yeah. terms yeah. of um, civil rights. 
So um, they've started, um, I think it's called Overlooked is the section that they're now oh, putting cool. out. I know. So like, it's really, I love the fact that this, I think for me personally, when it comes to race relations and like feminism, that's what I'm looking at is just be- balancing basically. Or just you know, like making, trying to make amends, like exactly. also keeping it up. Exactly. Like it's you not a one-time thing. Yeah, because you can't be angry at it and then not want something there has to be a solution basically yeah so i like the fact they're calling it out and they are somewhat like making um i don't want to say fixing but like you know yeah, spot, making shining it, light yeah. on the issue and um, yeah, because I would never educating people that. yeah because you're so used to it just being the norm right yeah because i do think there's this kind of like this weird attitude of like oh god yeah we're also racist oh my gosh we're so racist mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't they, joke about but it but that's it one. but yeah. then it's like but okay, yeah oh what are you doing about it oh no no it's just like they're so terrible yeah yeah mm. racism is terrible it's yeah like, oh we, we really should do something but then you don't <laughs> yeah, do exactly. anything we should really do something like, like that oh gin um or it's <laughs> literally that little um conversation filler mm. at events like oh it yeah. really is terrible isn't it what's happening over there oh gosh yeah, well, anyow did you, how go you going to... to use your privilege yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, the, i did think there was a uh, comedy what are they called johnny and the baptist oh we, i love we all saw mm. actually, yeah, yeah. Like, but at the end they so they do a show it's like a uh, kind of like anti-tory like anti-capitalism comedy show it's really good it's it's musical as well mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the show they say like how they're both white privileged men and that we make a good living and our parents but when my parents die they're going to pass their wealth down onto us and we, what we've said to them is they're not give, don't give us your money mm-hmm. like we just you know give it do something else with it because, yeah give it away like, to yeah, poor, yeah. like just no we don't need it like mm-hmm. you've already set us up yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's true but I really hope it is yeah, I don't know if it's true, but Whereas yeah. I'm but, like, where's my inheritance? But then he was like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but then he was like, oh, you know, so that's what I say to other people. Like, think about your wealth. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you need Do it? you need to accumulate that much wealth? Like, mm, is, yeah, yeah. is it yours? Proper socialist, isn't it? Yeah. But I yeah, it. no, I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, it's like, what action are you going to take now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's not up to me to, to fix it. I just told you, you do something else. Exactly. And I think what makes it even better is when... I hate to say it, but you know, when it's so often done by people of colour, it's always your they always um portray it as if you're being aggressive mm-hmm. as a person of colour because you're speaking your truth. Mm. But when it does come from allies or non non people of colour, basically, yeah. it's like, okay, finally this is good because then their people are more likely to you know, listen to be sincere. Like they're less likely to be like, "Oh, you're being so aggressive about so and so situation." So I don't know. I, I like that aspect, the fact that they're calling that out or whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, yeah. to go on to something less intellectual. Um. Yeah. So I, I've, I've <laughs> so been watching. Um, oh, Atlanta. Sorry. Oh yeah, I've been watching Atlanta, and I'm just like, everyone, go fucking watch it. So I was like, I love Donald Glover. Like I go on about him all the time. Mm-hmm. But I was like because he's so funny um, and like obviously he's done community and it's been more like mainstream cute funny and I was a bit like oh Atlanta kind of sounds really dark it is but it's so funny it's really really clever mm-hmm. um, and it's also like I think it's like 10 episodes and they're like 30 minutes um, and yeah they're just really really watch it it's so good mm-hmm. and it's proper like I don't know like so you know how like uh, so I think we talked about this in the past maybe not on the podcast but um we've had the conversations where it's like when black people are represented in mainstream media so like blackish fresh mm-hmm. prince it's always like they're doing well and that's the so it's yeah, like the only middle time. class yeah so it's mm-hmm. like oh great yeah we've got black representation they've got their own show but it's like yeah exactly they're talking about the elite the people that have made it yeah or have um have done well and like atlanta is basically about um a young guy then he and he's struggling and it's just like what? he's just having um i'm laughing because um it's just funny um but you have 
watched it so you don't know <laughs> but like it just it's funny because he's basically he, he's nice but he's also kind of a little shit yeah. um and but he's also just trying to yeah, like a couple hustle of and make life and they have like a i don't know they have a him and his uh, partner have an interesting relationship and he's got a kid and he's just trying to make money um he's also yeah i don't know it's just really funny and they just they call it like race and um in it quite a lot and um this for some reason i don't really understand the reference but um they feature like someone who's been justin bieber but he's black and i'm like what the hell is going on i don't understand mm. but it makes me laugh um <laughs> but yeah but the guy's a little dickhead but oh, he's, okay. he's a, i mean they don't say he's a black justin bieber but i was like oh, it's a black justin bieber okay um i'm excited to watch this. yeah maybe yeah like has a, maybe because he's you... going over my head a little bit but it's funny i'm gonna watch it but it's nice seeing a uh, pretty much like an all black cast yeah. it's nice um mm. and yeah and it's just I don't know, it's good. Watch it. It's very funny. It's very, very... I was worried it wouldn't be very Donald Glover. It's like, if you know his other work, yeah. it is him, basically. It's very much him. Mm. I heard... Yeah, go on. I heard they did, like, um, commercials within, like, their Yeah, actually, so I was saying yeah. this to Jay, because mm-hmm. I was like, we love 30 Rock. So he mm-hmm. wrote... He was a writer on 30 Rock as well. Mm-hmm. He's literally... So car- like, it's, it's very different, but it's the same. So he did this, like, fake... One of the episodes is a fake interview with a rapper that he works with. Um, and it is Donald just, Glover's character. D- Donald Glover's character is not actually mm-hmm. even in that episode. Oh, okay, um, okay. It's the, it's a, it's the character that, that Donald Glover's character works with, and the character is a rapper, and he's sort of like a middle-aged rapper that's kind of becoming... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's kind of becoming mainstream-ish. Yeah. Um, and and so yeah it's like a fake news tv show and again it's got like a white feminist pro-trans woman on it and then it's got a, a a interviewer who's black and he's like and they're trying to make him sound like he's anti he's anti-trans or whatever and he's just like i don't care like he's just like why keep on and they've got fake commercials on it it's like a whole fake show so 30 rock 2 episodes like this where they do like fake oh my God, uh, reality tv shows within the, the queen show of jordan oh my so, yeah but that is proper like reminiscent of that it's like yeah. it captures that it's just so funny and i think i i, I was texting jay and insecure i was like does that too hmm? insecure does that but with no but only show, yeah, but it's yeah. so good but like um um and if you uh, like you know the whole uh what's her name the woman that was white that pretended to be black well, uh, Rachel, Rachel yeah yeah but I feel like it almost draws on that so there's a guy in it and he's a so he's a black trans person but he no 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 oh, God. is it transracial or transracial yeah so he's a black man who thinks he's a white man it's just the funniest thing ever <laughs> and it's like I'm transracial and he's like oh don't you know within the black community being trans and racial it's not to uh, they don't understand I'm a white man and then at the end of the episode I'm just ruining it for everyone I don't care yeah come on yeah just ruining the whole oh, thing oh sorry I'll stop talking okay, we'll put anyway, a spoiler no, the yeah. end is um, really hilarious yeah anyway so we should watch it um, yeah yeah so should we go on to get it off your chest if that's all right or do you want to talk about Assad? yeah i don't really mind Assad upgrade yeah. well, i don't think we've updated about Assad. um he's doing his own thing man like i'm mm. a bit jealous because he's got his own clothing line he's <laughs> just one yeah someone throw me a deal like that <laughs> but yeah he's, he's got an um clothing line with air jordans cracks me up mm-hmm. yeah the he's end <laughs> Producing songs with Jay Z and Beyonce, the line literally top off is his song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, okay, and then so get it off your chest. So I have a little rant mm-hmm. here, and then uh, actually I'll just let Nima do hers. <laughs> okay. Oh, I forgot to even say the confession. Yeah. Okay. Should I? Yeah, okay. do it now. So basically, um, we saw like we've already spoken about. We saw Chimamanda Adichie and um, Reniedo Lodge. And when I was going, I took books to get signed. And I told my brother, my youngest brother, that I always do that. Don't I? Yeah. I told my youngest brother that I was going, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, tell her hey that I took her on a tour." He went to school um in Nigeria, and he was like, "I took her on a tour," and I was like, "For real?" He was like, "Yeah." And sometimes my brother likes to set me up. 
basically and tell me fibs and I go and tell the person and I'm quite naive and the person will be like no that's not true anyhow so that happened I went there and I told her I was like I'm not sure I first of all told so her I was to like yeah I, I legit told her and I was like my brother said I'm not sure if he said the truth because he likes to lie sometimes and I was like he said he took you on a tour in the school in Nigeria, I told her the school name and everything. She was thinking, she's like, you know what? That might actually be true or whatever. Like, tell him he's not lying or whatever. I was like, okay, okay. And I was like, okay, okay. So he went to the fields, went home, and he was laughing in my face like that. I was like, lie. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> but, but he did, he lied about how he saw her, but he had met her. But um, watching a play in a place, I think Terra Cult, there's a theatre place in Lagos that apparently he met her or whatever so he wasn't lying he was lying on how he met her but he had seen her before I think we're sure he's lying your brother like (laughs) I need I legit need to come up with something really good he doesn't listen to the podcast but he supports okay (laughs) Okay. so if anyone writes in with some pranks to play on yeah please that needs to be hella good (laughs) April (laughs) April Fool's and all that good stuff oh dear but yeah um okay so I guess do you have any confessions no I had a little rant about a travel card issue let me just rant about it quickly. So I bought a zone uh, three to no two to four travel card because mm-hmm. I work in uh, zone four, London living zone yeah. three, <laughs> which is a London thing. But yeah, anyway, so I was like, okay, let me get it. And then um, I was kept being charged when I got to zone four. I was like, what's going on? And I rang up TFL and they were like, oh, it's because your journey goes through zone one, you still get charged. And I was like, what? Um, but then I had to buy another travel card, which was like like an extra fucking 188 pounds I was like oh my god because you're not allowed yeah so I had to get one zone one to four because I can't because I travel through zone Zone one one, but I don't understand why that works why can't you just if you're going and and you tap in you tap at zone one is that no no I tap in at zone three I tap out at zone four but because it's in the other side of London it's charging you because you're going through yeah like, oh adult, okay yeah. okay if you're going through that makes sense yeah. but I that's why like, like if you, you, you travel going... via I think uh, Stratford and Whitechapel because of the over some of the overgrounds are designed not to go through zone one and it's cheaper and mm. there's like pink oyster card readers and you stupid. tap I didn't know about that. having zones pink it's, it's like to reduce congestion now like so they, they're they almost charging you for using a route that you have to use oh. it's, it's fucked it's up yeah. piss me off anyway so, so they're trying yeah they're, that's when when you put There's... a route into TFL and if you know London you know a better route and TFL's lying and it's like take this route and you're like that's a shit route yeah to be fair once it told me to change at bank in rush hour <laughs> <laughs> you mad uh, no thank you yeah, yeah like, that is it's not okay. fun it's where we lose many lives each year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, I don't know I'm back anyway talking um, of rail cards though you know there's a scheme where they're actually going to give discounts uh, the 26th yeah by the Red time card. i'm 30 that's not gonna it's already gonna be gone yeah so they need to make out. it 35 already yeah because there's a, a few 16, thousand though the 16 to 24 which mm-hmm. we i used to have which is good but yeah i don't know i'm not hopeful about it but i don't know why they're supposed to be releasing a second or they batch. could just give me know. like a i don't know 50 percent pay rise and i'll be good yeah just give me some more money yeah. millennial pay rise please yeah. um <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I guess that's the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, so social media, uh, brownabouttown.ldn on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Email us, brownabouttown.ldn at gmail.com. Twitter, brownabouttown underscore. Yes. And then, yeah, like listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Geezer, Deezer, whatever. Geezer, Deezer. Yeah. Pod knife. And, yeah, pod knife. And yeah, like, yeah, review, tell your friends, all that shit. Okay. So I've been Jay. I'm Nima. And I'm Stacey. Bye, see you later.